Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's another edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. Welcome to week number five. I'm Paul Charchian. My co-hosts today are Brian Johnson, Matt Harrison, and special London contributor Colin McCockney back in the show. He's in the waiting room at iHeartMedia here. Um, I, I I was under the impression he was in London. I thought I the London contributor. No, paid off the. Well, TSA. he's not. He's, he's not here. call in London. Oh, call McCockney. That's the, okay, he's the waiting room. He's in the waiting room McCockney. right now. We, okay, we keep him there. The green. We call it the green room yeah, in the business, Matt. That's true. He's in the green room right now. Got it. Got it, got it. so mad he made it through customs. <laughs> uh, against all odds. Uh, we got known drug mule Colin McCockney. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, coming up on this show, we will have the answers to three tough questions. Premature speculation is always one of the favorite segments on this show. Nine players upon whom you can take a chance, and we will break down every single NFL game from this weekend and assign letter grades to every Meaningful player. That's what we do here. And we begin with the Giants taking on the Cowboys. A 400-yard passing game for Daniel Jones. Career high. What do you expect against an improved Dallas Cowboys defense? Yeah, I gave him a B grade, actually. Went for 402-2 and last week against New Orleans. He's leading the Giants in rushing yards and has scored twice on the ground this year. The Cowboys' defense has allowed each quarterback they've faced to top 300 yards, three of them through for multiple scores, plus Sam Darnold's rushing line from last week. 
Six carries, 35 yards, two touchdowns. That's favorable for Daniel Jones. Now, he's never topped 229 passing yards against Dallas, but he did beat them in Week 17 last year to knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs, so he's got a little confidence there. His wide receivers, it's uh, it's kind of ugly. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard still not practicing. They're out this week. Kenny Galladay, he gets a C grade. He had a good week last week, but this grade is solely due to the Trevon Diggs hole he's about to enter. Can we call it the Diggs hole? I like I like the sound of that, but as a as a way to and Diggs is the interceptions are great. He's given up the fifth most passing yards of any cornerback. He has a passer rating of 42 in his coverage, uh, it's though. because of the interceptions. I mean, the interceptions are pretty thing, important. Yeah, he's not intercepting the ball. The teams don't hesitate to throw at him, and the, you can get something done. I'm not ready to he's, call it the, the digs hold yet. <laughs> he's Galladay's still startable. Uh, Kadarius Toney. Uh, he can be started here as kind of a desperation D grade. Uh, should line up mostly in the slot, and the Cowboys have been hit hard from there. Both Chris Godwin and Keenan Allen both topped 100 yards this season from the slot against the Cowboys. But he's very gadgety. They gave him 10 touches last week, but he only had five total in the first three weeks. I don't think he's a surprise anymore to anybody. Um, just to get us back on the rails, we have four designations for our players here, Matt. Mm-hmm. A, B, C, and bench. I don't want you to suddenly start thinking you can just throw around D's, pluses, minuses, tildes, uh, the carrot, the shift six. There are nothing, <laughs> no special characters. This We have four officially approved designations. I'm so sorry, Charge. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets a open parentheses B, closed parentheses grade. Dallas has done a good job keeping running backs in check this year. No one has topped 57 yards on the ground. Austin Eckler was the only one to eclipse 100 combo yards. Most of that was done through the air. However, they've only played Tampa's mess of a backfield, Philly's gross backfield, and the Panthers without CMC. There's still passing game angle here, so Saquon's an easy B. Dak Prescott gets an A. Every quarterback to face the Giants has had a good day. Even if you smoosh together the Saints quarterbacks, that was the best quarterback mm. performance of all last week. Yeah, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb are both getting A grades, although it is concerning that the target totals have been so low in the last two weeks against two teams that the Cowboys really didn't need to pass against, and the Giants could also fit that mold this week. However, the matchup is too tantalizing. James Bradbury has already given, given up three touchdowns in his coverage. He moves around the field and should get some equal playing time on both Lamb and Cooper. Cedric Wilson's sort of a dart throw in deeper leagues, especially with Jabril Peppers out. Yes, and and the, won't see Bradbury, which is a, a bonus. That's for true. And then Dalton Schultz, he's getting a B grade. It's appears, it appears that he's taken over the top spot on the tight end depth chart with seven and eight targets in the last two weeks compared to two and three for Blake Jarwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schultz actually rated as my number two tight end this week behind wow. Travis Kelsey on the Shock Fantasy Super Dash. Promo code radio for $15 off. That's because the Giants have allowed exactly one tight end touchdown in every game so far, and that's going to go to mm. Schultz. All right. Zeke gets an A grade. Pollard gets a C. It appears that we've exaggerated the death of Ezekiel Elliott on this show. 20 carries, 143 yards in a score last week against Carolina. Scored three times in the prior two games. Really, his only bad game was Tampa. He's he, Zeke's running hard. I've been very impressed with him the last two weeks. Yeah, and the Giants have already given up 100-yard games to Kamara and Melvin Gordon. 100 yards, combo yards to slash backup Cordero Patterson. So that means Pollard's involved, too. He's still recording about 10 touches per game, and that's startable if you need it. Mm -hmm. I like it. 
Denver takes on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It appears Teddy Bridgewater will be under center, which I think overall helps this offense. What do you think of the passing game for Denver, Brian? Yeah, Teddy Teddy will make the start uh, past concussion protocol. I like him this week. I'm going to give him a C. It's much easier to run or to pass on Pittsburgh than it is mm-hmm. to run. The Steelers are allowing nearly 270 passing yards and two passing touchdowns per game to opposing quarterbacks. So a C for Teddy. I got a B on Cortland Sutton, who is averaging more than eight targets per game since week two uh, in a good spot against the Steelers this week, who are allowing more than 185 yards and nearly two touchdowns per game to wide receivers. Pittsburgh will also be without starting quarterback Cameron Sutton, who hurt his groin against Green Bay last week, so I like... No, Cameron Sutton will be out of no relation. Sorry. Cortland. It's not Cortland's brother. They are not related. They are not cousins. Cortland Sutton in with a B. Cornerback Cameron Sutton out. out. Yes. He's on the bench in your IDP leagues. Uh, I'm not benching Tim Patrick either. I'm giving him a C. Patrick has posted double-digit PPR points in two of three starts, and without Jerry Judy in the lineup, he's virtually playing uh, every snap in a good matchup for wide receivers. So a a C for Tim Patrick. And just a C for Noah Fant this week, uh, pretty much a neutral matchup for Fant. Um, The Steelers have given up the 12th fewest yards to tight ends and just one touchdown this year. Yeah. Um, it, It is worth mentioning Noah Fant performed admirably against the Steelers last year with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Caught four balls for 57 yards and a score. So Not bad. It's a huge upgrade with yeah. Teddy Bridgewater over Jeff Driscoll <laughs> well, for, for yeah. Noah Fant. Yes, it is. And uh, lastly for Denver, the running backs. We'll start with Javante Williams. Going to give him a You guys seat. saw that run last week oh, for he, Williams. Oh, man. God. If you haven't watched Ooh. him yet, he, he's something special. He's just not getting the opportunities. According to Pro Football Focus, uh, he has the highest missed tackle rate at 37% among all running backs. Uh, just looks incredible. He's just not getting the touches. It's pretty much the most even 50-50 timeshare with Melvin Gordon right now, who is kind of iffy to play, but he will play. He gets a C. My C on Williams is much more positive than the C I have on Melvin Gordon. Oh, so, like, like a delicious no, juice drink talking, or something like know. that? Like high C? No. Something like that. No, but it, I was just talking about ju- delicious it's juice it's drinks. I'm just yeah. feel, I just said I feel more positive about the sunny. C for, for Williams than Don't I do about Don't even try You, you feel positive D. about it. Like, yeah. like it's a plus. Yeah. Are oh, you okay. done now? Pretty much. Steelers. <laughs> not a great matchup for either running back, though. Pittsburgh has not allowed a running back touchdown yet on uh, the air or ground. But uh, a C for both. Denver backs over to the Pittsburgh side. Just a C for Najee Harris. Uh, averaging 14 carries and eight and a half targets per game. Well, the 19 right. target game will skew that a little bit, it but will. he's clearly very involved. Yeah, in the he's a, a true bell cow. His O-line and quarterback are failing him big time. Uh, sadly, this is not a get-right sp- uh, spot for Najee. Denver is allowing just 50.5 rushing yards per game to running backs with one rushing touchdown. The Broncos have also allowed 45 receiving yards to running backs. That's not per game. That's, That's a total. Year. It's nuts. 45 receiving yes. yards on the year to running backs. So just a C for Najee Harris. I will give Deontay Johnson a B. 35 targets for Deontay so far. Zero drops. We were all concerned about the drops last year with Johnson. Doesn't seem to be an issue. Denver allowing roughly 14 catches and 175 yards per game to wide receivers. They should get corner Ronald Darby back off of IR, but he'll be uh, playing in a limited role if they do. So I like Johnson with a B. And Chase Claypool can give him a C in a spite game. Mm. New term. He has a groin injury, should play. 
But Denver drafted KJ Hamler 46th overall last year. <laughs> there, there's a spite game for everybody, everybody not every, drafted every, number Chase, one Chase <laughs> Claypool was drafted as the very next wide receiver uh, as the 49th pick. Zach Wilson in the spite game over the Jaguars. Chase, oh, that. Trust me, this is a thing. So Chase Claypool, a C. If he goes and Juju Smith-Schuster on the bench, if Claypool plays, if Claypool sits, I'll give Juju a C, but uh, Juju has not looked good. Averaging no. less than four catches and 35 yards per game. Hasn't scored through the air. He has a, a BS rushing touchdown, but Juju looks bad. And I'll just, you know, I just, okay. we, we as a show nailed Juju's foibles in the preseason. Just want to put that in. And lastly, Ben Roethlisberger uh, joining Juju on the bench. Again, if Claypool sits, I'll, I'll give Juju a C if Claypool. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, Juju a C if Claypool does sit uh, bench if he plays. Ben on the bench, 250 passing yards and one touchdown per game is his average, and that's pretty much his ceiling as well. You just There's better options out there than Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, for sure. No doubt. It's it's. You're going to have to, we're only starting Ben in very specific situations, and this against a very good Broncos defense is not one of them. Better options might be Dwayne Haskins on their own very own bench. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It could be. Detroit takes on Minnesota in a game in which there's not a lot to like from the Detroit side of it. Detroit likely missing three offensive linemen and their best three. Both tackles and their center, Frank Ragnow, are not expected to play in this game. And that's it's it's really muddied the usual formula for success for Detroit's players, which is garbage time. Garbage time's coming in this game. <laughs> but I don't even know if they can overcome this. In Jared Goff's three good fantasy games, and three of his four have been good, the Lions have faced big deficits. That will probably happen here. The one dud game was the tight back-and-forth game with the Ravens. This is not going to be a tight game. But I just, I'm just i nervous that Goff's not going to be able to overcome this offensive line deficit. And so I've only got a C grade on him. I have a, the only receiver that I've got a starting grade on is TJ Hawkinson. Minnesota hasn't allowed much to tight ends, but they've also faced mostly bad tight ends. Hawkinson leads his team in targets, receiving yards, and he does have playmaking ability with 20 or more yards in three plays of 20 or more yards in three of four games. But here, I worry Hawkins is going to have to stay in and block because both the tackles are going to be out. <laughs> so I've only got the C grade on Hawkinson in this game, which is lower than I wanted it to be and lower than I expected it to be. Um, Quintus Cephas is on the bench. Khalif Raymond's on the bench. Again, worried about uh, worried about this offense having enough time with this bad offensive line. If you had to throw a dart at one of them, I'd take Cephas because he plays more on the right side of the field, which puts him up against Bashad Breeland, who has allowed 20 of 23 passes in his coverage to be completed. Then we go to the running backs. Uh, DeAndre Swift comes in with a C grade here. He will have to be very creative to get around the offensive line woes that we described. Fortunately, the Vikings are without their run-stuffing defensive lineman, Michael Pierce. So that helps even the odds a little bit, and it's why I still have a C grade on DeAndre Swift. Minnesota's allowing the third most rushing yards, 120 yards per game, and three rushing touchdowns so far this year. Um, where Swift helps you a lot is through the air. And he's a very good receiver, but the Vikings have only given up one receiving touchdown in the past 26 games wow. to a running back. So I don't even know that Swift helps you a lot here either. Jamal Williams getting almost as many carries as Swift, but 
He doesn't get nearly the number of snaps, and that worries me a little bit. And if this game script is upside down, does Williams get those carries? I don't think so. So I'm keeping I'm keeping him on the bench as well, even though he's running great. If you just watch Jamal Williams run, dude's an NFL starting running back. He looks good. Let's go over to the Viking side of this. And I want to start with Dalvin Cook because this is increasingly dicey for Cook owners who got burned last week in a big way. This one carries with it high risk, high reward. The reward, of course, is the Lions. (laughs) The risk is his ankle. So the presumption is that Cook is going to play in this game after a light week of work with the Vikings in practice. But we don't know that for sure. And the Vikings don't need Dalvin Cook to beat the Lions. They can win with Alexander Madison. They beat Seattle with Alexander Madison. They can beat the Lions with him. In fact, the Vikings haven't won a game with Dalvin Cook in the lineup. Not this year. Nope. No. So there's there there's reason to believe that Cook could have a diminished role. It's even in a horrifying turn. It's possible he's active. You start him. And the Vikings run Madison through all or most of the game and just save Cook in case he's needed at some point. Horrifying. That would be an awful scenario. Now, obviously, it's an elite matchup. If Cook starts and plays the whole game, He's a, the upside is 150 rushing yards and two touchdowns. But there's significant downside as well. I'm putting a B on Dalvin Cook, and you need to decide for yourself whether or not you want to absorb the risk. You should reserve an E N C H too, just in case you need it. <laughs> to tack on to that B. Bench. An inch. Uh, Got it. Okay. It is it is dicey, like it, you it, said. Oh, it's super dicey. But what about Madison charge? What about Madison? Well, you can't know. I don't have a starting grade on Madison because you can't know what's gonna happen with Cook. And it's it'd be a dart throw, but I could I could be persuaded to give him a C just because there's so many scenarios where he gets carries, even if even if Dalvin Cook starts the game. The Vikings could get way out ahead. Garbage time. And then just garbage yeah. time Madison at the end. So I could be convinced. In fact, for you, Matt, I'll give him a C. Well, thank you. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen are obvious A's, and I'm not going to even belabor much here. Um, I'll mention this. Over the past five meetings, Kirk Cousins is averaging 291 yards and almost three touchdowns with no interceptions against the Lions. So you want part of all of his receiving options, even – K.J. Osborne, who gets a C grade. He's the slot receiver for Minnesota. He draws A.J. Parker in the slot. Parker is Pro Football Focus's 100th ranked cornerback. Mm. He's already given up two touchdowns in his coverage. And Tyler Conklin, also with a C grade, tight end. Three of four Lions opponents have put up big tight end games. Conklin shouldn't have to stay in and block as much as he did last week. He scored the week before that. I think you could start him as well. Tyler Conklin as an option for you. Also as an option for you, you could join a guillotine league. You know how it works. No head-to-head matchups. Each week, the low-scoring team gets cut, and all the players go to the waiver wire, where it's total pandemonium for the rest of us as we bid on all of these crazy free agents. It's a roster-building exercise with strategy you've never seen before. It is guillotineleagues.com. We encourage you to check that out. You can also find all of my player rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com. When we come back, take a chance on me. Nine players upon whom you can take a chance. We'll tell you who they are when we come back.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Take a chance on me. Nine players not normally in your starting lineup. Many of these guys available on the waiver wire. One of mine, and well, two of mine, are likely on your waiver wire. Hmm. We'll find out who they are in a moment. Matt, let's begin with you. Who is your take a chance on me quarterback? I've got Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, the Jaguars have seen a few distractions this week, but they're definitely back to the grind. Mm. Uh, Lawrence backed his behind into the end zone on a rushing play last week and also completed 71% of his passes in the process against Cincy. I'd imagine the Jags players rally around Lawrence as a leader as he flew back on the team plane with them. The Titans have given up at least 285 yards and multiple scores to every quarterback that they've faced that had two ankles. (laughs) Not Carson Wentz. Right. Uh, But that includes 297 and 2 to Zach Wilson just last week. All right. You'll take a chance with me, quarterback Brian. I don't have any innuendos for this one, but I got Jacoby Brissett. I didn't either. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have (laughs) no idea. Uh, Jacoby Brissett of the Dolphins uh, at Tampa Bay. Uh, The Bucs can score. And that's partially why they hold the highest opponent passing play percentage in the NFL. It's north of. 73%. 73%. Another reason and is it's impossible to run. You can't run on the Bucs. On Tampa Bay. Get this. They're seeing 47 passes per game. Yeah. 47. And, Good uh, heavens. Again, the, the Tampa Bay is going to be without three starting cornerbacks now. Starting uh, strong safety Antoine Winfield has also been out. ruled out. Yep. I, I like the... 
The matchups for the wide receivers for Miami, we'll get into that a little more later. I like the matchup for Mike Kosicki, so Jacoby Brissett's going to air it out. Uh, great take, a chance on me player this week at quarterback. Given 47 chances. Anyone. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett can complete yeah. at least one pass. I would hope so. My quarterback is Zach Wilson, who looked legitimately great last week. Fantastic game. I think he keeps the momentum going against a very shaky Falcons defense that has yielded monster passing games to three of four opposing quarterbacks, including last week to the modest abilities of Taylor Heineke, who we mentioned in this very segment last week. Jamison Crowder, positive matchup. Corey Davis, positive, very positive matchup against Fabian Moreau. Zach Wilson's going to have plenty of options when he looks around the field. Falcons are easier to pass upon than run upon. I believe that Zach Wilson is going to be a good start. We'll see a little later if Colin McCockney, our London correspondent, will uh, end up agreeing with us. He might. Let's go to the running back position. Who is your take-a-chance-of-me player, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson's teammate, Michael Carter. He's really taken Mm. over as the lead back in New York. 13 carries and three targets last week. He's been in the 12 to 15 range in total workload since week two. Uh, This week he gets a Falcons team that makes everyone look good. Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson, and J.D. McKissick have all topped 70 total yards or scored against the Falcons this year. That's six running backs in four weeks, by the way. That's a lot. Yeah, Michael Carter, he's going to get a solid grade in this one. Mm -hmm. Let's go to your take a chance of me, Brian. Uh, Tampa Bay's Ronald Jones uh, at the Dolph or uh, at home against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Tom Brady has been asked to do way too much lately, and this feels like a game where Tampa Bay can really lean on the run. Miami has allowed the second most rushing yards and the most rushing touchdowns to running backs. The Dolphins are also top ten in the most receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns allowed to backs. Now I know it looks like it's Leonard Fournette as the lead back. So you're zigging. Well, well he is. He is the lead. Yeah. Well, we've seen this before. Well, that is. It always goes game. the complete opposite. So if you want to win a million dollars playing daily fantasy sports, <laughs> you're going to have yeah. Ronald Jones at running back. Trust me. I know I'm going to have him on a, it, in a few lines. If somebody does win week. the million, is is this a tipping situation for you? It probably is. Yes. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely a tipping situation. DM me for my Venmo. And I'm happy to give it to you. <laughs> my take a chance of me running back is Damian Williams as he goes up against Las Vegas. He's your starting running back with David Montgomery out in Chicago. Um, and like last week, once – David Montgomery got knocked out. It was all Williams, and it's going to be here, too. Uh, I don't believe we're going to see a lot of Khalil Herbert here. Uh, and that's, that's Khalil Ground Bear. Ground, I, that's right. Khalil <laughs> Ground Bear. Bill Lazor calling the plays. I mean, the, the whole Bears offense looked a ton better last week. We saw Williams put up 70 yards last week, and that was just in relief. So I think it's the starter. He's sitting on a nice game. The Las Vegas run defense right in the middle of the pack in most metrics, but they have allowed the second most touchdowns to running backs, six of them already. In addition, they just let the Chargers running backs catch seven passes and a touchdown through the air, and Williams is a good pass-catching back. So there you go. Damian Williams might take a chance of me running. Matt, let's go to uh, let's go to you. Who is your take a chance of me receiver? I've got week? Alan Lazard of the Packers with Marquez Valdez Scantling out last week. Lazard was on the field for seventy nine percent of the snaps compared to Randall Cobb at only forty six. 
Now, Lazard only had three targets last week, and Cobb scored, so a lot of people are probably thinking the other way around here. Right. But I'd rather have the guy who's on the field. Lazard will mostly match up against Eli Apple, who is pro football focus's 102nd-ranked corner. Wow. If it's not Apple, it's just off the injury report, Trey Waynes, who's allowing 31 yards per catch so far this year. <laughs> well, in one game, but still. Yeah, in two catches. But. <laughs> <laughs> Way to massage the stats. That's right. That's what we do. So that's what we do here. Right. Uh, Brian, you're taking a chance from your receiver. I'm probably the first person in history that refuses to leave Tampa Bay. So I'm staying with this game and going with Miami's Jalen Waddle, uh, wide receiver. Um, mentioned Tampa Bay's running out the JV squad in their entire secondary practically. And, uh, mm-hmm. Even when they had their starters in there, Tampa has allowed the most catches and yards to wide receivers. They've yielded the third most red zone targets to the position. It's no surprise they've surrendered the most touchdowns to wide receivers. And Jalen Waddle is legit among players with at least – 30 targets, and there aren't that many. Yeah. There's like 20 of them. He has the highest catch percentage among all those players. So he can play. And again, I like Brissett in this game. And Waddle, we'll talk about this game more, might be the number one option now at wide receiver. By default, yeah, he may be. Uh, Potentially no Devontae Parker, who's shaping up as a game time decision. My take a chance of me receiver, Marquez Callaway from the New Orleans Saints. He's the only Saints receiver who's getting more than a 48% snap share. He's at 70%. So he's on the field a lot. And he gets to exploit a Washington secondary that I thought going into the season was going to be better. It's trash. They're getting destroyed by wideouts, giving up 233 yards per game. That is third most. And Washington's seven touchdowns allowed to wide receivers is fourth most. Callaway runs from all over the field. And Washington has no stoppers at any of the cornerback positions. So wherever he lines up, he's got a plus matchup. Marquez Callaway might take a chance on me. Wide receiver. Brian Green Bay is taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. No, I'm sorry. Matt uh, is taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we, we already know you like Alan Lazard in this game. I have reason to believe you probably like Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, I got Rodgers and Adams both with A grades. The Bengals' pass defense has looked better on paper, only allowing 247 yards per game. But when you consider they've seen Kirk Cousins, the Dalton-Fields combo, Big Ben, and Trevor Lawrence, it's easy to see why this could be fake news. Yeah. Uh, I also got Robert Tunyon with a C has had a red zone target in each of his first four games. That's good enough for me. The Bengals have not played a tight end as good as Tunyon yet either. Man, Uh, do Tunyon owners need a big game here. Jeez. Yeah, I invested heavily in him this uh, this year. Aaron Jones, I have a B grade on, has been on the field for 63% or more of the snaps in the Packers' three wins, while A.J. Dillon did see his usage uptick to 40%. Last week, I'm not concerned. Jones has 21 Red zone targets plus rushing attempts Man, this year. That's awesome. Twenty-one. Jeez. Dylan has two. Yeah, I know that we were we 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 liked Aaron Jones a lot in the preseason, mm-hmm. but we you know we put a little asterisk by there. Like maybe Dylan ends up getting a lot of goal line work because he's built for it. But it hasn't, hasn't worked, never out, worked that out that it's, way. It's never worked out. Uh, the Bengals have allowed 111 combo yards to opposing backs. Much of that coming through the air, which is Jones' biggest strength over Dylan. On the Cincy side, I'm going to just start with all of their receivers. Now, the biggest thing here is that all-pro cornerback Jair Alexander is out and maybe gone for a long time with a shoulder injury. This upgrades basically all the wide receivers. T. Higgins, who missed last week with a shoulder injury, is going to play Sunday. Fourth-year retread Isaac Yadam 
is set to take Jair's place on the field as the Packers are bypassing Kevin King altogether, which is probably a good move. Higgins figures to line up more on Yadam's side of the field than fellow wide receiver Jamar Chase. Chase will line up more often than not on Eric Stokes, who's actually done all right in his coverage this year as the Packers' most targeted cornerback. He's only allowing a passer rating of 60.3. Still, I'm giving both Higgins and Chase A grades in this one. Higgins' absence last week meant a ton of work for Tyler Boyd and C.J. Uzoma. Boyd saw the biggest night of his year in every category, but did not reach the end zone against the Jags, and Uzi scored twice. Boyd will line up against slot corner Chandon Sullivan, yeah. who is the lowest rated of the Packers' starting corners. Well, uh, which is saying a lot. When you're lower than Kevin King, yeah. that's well, bad. I don't think I even counted Kevin King in that, <laughs> that actually. Kevin King he, is a disaster. <laughs> I'll give Boyd a B here. I'm a little nervous that some of the targets that were vacated last week, are now back to T. Higgins. And Uzoma's on the bench. He still hasn't seen a target inside the 10, so he's going to have to break one from distance to score. Joe Burrow, he gets an A since I love all of his receivers, mm-hmm. averaging 247-2, and two, and I think that's Burrow's floor in the game. Every quarterback not named Big Ben has had a big day against the Packers. And then there's Joe Mixon, who's been a DNP at practice all week, and he looks like he's not going to play in this one. Zach Taylor's still calling him day-to-day, but it's looking less likely he goes with every missed practice. Samaje Pirine will get the start, with Chris Evans probably getting a bump in the passing game. Pirine has only carried the ball eight times this year and is averaging 3.1 yards per carry. Although he did have one really good game last year in relief of Mixon where he scored twice, yeah, but that was against the Texans, and these are not the Texans. The Packers' defense ranks eighth in the league in combo yards allowed right now to the position. So... I think Perrine's on the bench, and if Mixon can go, he's just a barely a C grade. I don't think Mixon's going to play. I don't and think I, he will and, I, and if he doesn't play, I think Perrine's startable. But I don't. I don't share all of your pessimism for Perrine. Uh, they've um, they've got some other opportunities if Perrine doesn't go as well. Some other running backs might factor in, but I, I don't think we're going to see Chris Evans. Chris yeah. Evans not, a lot. They not the catching. Avenger. Not, no. not Captain. Oh America. God, that'd be so much cooler. <laughs> God, football would be awesome if you everybody had a shield. And could throw it. And could throw it, right? Yeah, yeah at each other. Oh, <laughs> that would be fantastic. When we come back, we'll talk through the remainder of there's not much left to talk through with the Miami side of Miami against Tampa Bay. But you'll find out what to expect from the Tampa Bay side, specifically from Tom Brady and his wide receivers when we return to Fantasy Football Weekly. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. 
Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Final segment of our number one of Fantasy Football Weekly. We are a two-hour show. You'll want to stay tuned for the second hour, of course. Brian, you've already ruined, like, every part of Miami taking on Tampa Bay with the exception of a couple of players. Uh, is there anybody left on the Miami side with a starting grade that you have not already mentioned? Uh, one, but they aren't the running backs. Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown oh, on the man. bench. What you, a disaster that's turned into. A disaster, and it doesn't matter. You just don't play running backs against Tampa Bay, basically. No. That, well, that's and especially number. not Miles Gaskin Especially anymore. not Miles Gaskin or <laughs> Malcolm Brown yet. G- Gaskin basically disappeared last week, but uh, they're both on the bench. If, if Gaskin was dropped in your league, he's a guy worth grabbing and stashing. Is he? As of now, he, he will certainly be dropped after this week if he hasn't been in, dropped already. But in like an amazing matchup, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's he's a, a take a chance he's, on he's, me kind of he's player. He's still now. the best running back on that team. I'm he, convinced. I, I, I think. I think he that's is not too. saying much, no. but he he is. But uh, anyway, running backs on the bench for the Dolphins in this one. Now, Devontae Parker, I was about to give him a very strong B grade. But now he's looking like a game time decision mm-hmm. with a, a hamstring injury. The, the song remains the same. With Parker, sadly, but you know, I Jalen Waddle is my take a chance on me wide receiver. Uh, he gets bumped up if Park. Well, he actually doesn't get bumped no, up if Parker I misses. Agree. He gets downgraded a little bit. But the guys to keep an eye on against this ravaged secondary for Tampa Bay, who's just given up a ton to wide receivers, are Preston Williams, mm-hmm. uh, who's been a- inactive uh, in favor of Albert Wilson. But that's because Albert Wilson plays special teams. He's more of the slot guy. Right. Preston Williams feels like more of the guy to fill in for an injured Devontae Parker. So I think so. He'd be the dart throw and a guy you might want to just stash and in deeper leagues at wide receiver. But uh, assuming Parker goes, I'm going to give him a C just because he might not finish the game. I wanted to give him a B, but again, Game time decision, so keep an eye on Parker. Uh, the last starting grade uh, outside of uh, Jacoby Brissett, who is my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback, is Mike Gesicki. He gets a B. The Bucks have allowed the second-most tight end receptions and touchdowns and have also yielded the, yielded the most tight end targets in goal-to-go scenarios. Gesicki has seen the second-most targets among tight ends over the past two weeks and has totaled an impressive 15 catches for 143 yards and a touchdown during that span. So I like Kosicki this week against the Bucks. Over to the Bucks side, starting with Tom Brady, just a B for Brady. Nine passing touchdowns in the first two weeks, just one passing touchdown over the last two weeks. Now, over his last eight games against the Dolphins, of course, this has been with the Patriots. He's only averaged 248 passing yards and two passing touchdowns, which is kind of what the Dolphins are allowing to uh, opposing quarterbacks per game. So a limited ceiling for Brady in this one. Again, I think they lean on the running game a little more in this. So just a B for Brady against the Dolphins this week. And just a B for Mike Evans will likely be shadowed by Miami's top corner, Xavier Howard. 
But Howard's been a little leaky over the last three weeks, allowing nearly 60 yards per game in his coverage yeah, and two he's, touchdowns. He's not the same guy. So a safe B for Evans. There is still uh, A upside for Evans. Uh, the same goes for Chris Godwin. Just going to give him a B, though. I don't think Tampa throws a ton in this game. He hasn't seen a ton of targets, but draws a big mismatch against slot corner Justin Coleman, who is allowing a 92% completion rate in his coverage. And uh, Antonio Brown, he gets a C uh, to close out the wide receivers for Tampa Bay. Uh, again, I think Xavier Howard spends more time on Evans, and Miami has allowed a wide receiver touchdown in three or four games, so you can start Antonio Brown with a C. And you can start Cameron Braid as well. Going to give him yeah. a C. Uh, Rob Gronkowski will miss this game with the rib rib injuries. Miami is allowing more than five catches and 55 yards per game to tight ends, including three total touchdowns on the season. And lastly, for the Bucks at running back, uh, I'll put a B on Leonard Fournette. I already said Ronald Jones is my take a chance on me running back. Uh, he's playing second fiddle to Leonard Fournette. Clearly. <laughs> that's never been clear, though, when it comes to Tampa Bay running yeah, backs. But right. it's an amazing matchup. The, the Dolphins have basically given up the most of everything to running back <laughs> so far this, everything. <laughs> this year. And uh, Gio Bernard might play, but I'm leaning towards no. But even if he does, not much of a factor. He's on the bench. But uh, B for Fournette and Jones was my take on running back. New Orleans take, takes on Washington, and we'll start with Alvin Kamara, who earns an A grade, but barely. He's getting just he's just averaging 3.8 yards per carry, which is low. And troublingly, the high-value touches are a concern. He's turned four carries from inside the 10 into two yards and no touchdowns. That's gross. That's not good. And then there's Taysom Hill. And Jameis Winston, <laughs> who have rushed six times from inside the 10 for 32 uh, yards and four scores. That's bad news for Kamara. Is it? Here's tough question number minus one. Is it time to trade Alvin Kamara? It might be. There's a, there's, this is a, if this is going to continue, the answer is yes, because he's still regarded as a top five running back. Mm -hmm. But if he's not going to get these easy touchdowns. And he's still getting the workload right now, too. The, the workload so you can is sell there. that. That's right. Um, and Washington's given up the most receiving touchdowns to running backs five. Tony Jones is injured, so the workload's going to be there. Um, I just, I still, I still like him, and I still think he still gets an A grade here. But I did, I played with putting him at B. Let's go to Jameis Winston, who gets a C grade. Ultra low volume for Jameis Winston, mm -hmm. like leather helmet era <laughs> volume. He has been between twenty and twenty three passes in every game this year. That's it. They're minimizing the mistakes. They are min and everything else mm -hmm. that can come with Jameis Winston. Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes could not fill out a box score on 20 to 23 passes. Uh, but the Washington secondary is so bad right now. Winston probably finds his way to a decent game. Washington's allowed eight passing touchdowns in the last two weeks. And on the season, the average game against Washington is 307 yards and two and a half passing touchdowns. You figure Winston cobbles his way to like 225 and one or two passing touchdowns, and that gets him a C grade. Marquez Callaway was my take a chance on me wide receiver. Deontay Harris factors in as a mm -hmm. plausible dart throw as well. He gets a much smaller snap count than Marquez Callaway, but Deontay Harris actually has more targets, more receptions, and more receiving yards than Callaway. So he is a he's a dart throw here with a C grade as well. Let's go over to the Washington side. Washington's best offensive lineman, Brandon Sheriff out for this game. Mm. That is a sizable loss. And we'll factor that into our bench grade on Antonio Gibson. I'm with you on this. On Friday, he disclosed that he's got a stress fracture in his shin. 
as a you know and that's not good for a running back. It's not good for anyone or or anybody else. Nor is the matchup, by the way. Um, he, remember, he gets virtually no receiving work. J.D. McKissick is is getting almost all of that. And so that means Gibson is really just a two-down bruiser against arguably the best run defense in the NFL. With a bad shin. With a bad shin. New Orleans is pro football focuses top-ranked run defense. They're giving up 51 rushing yards per game to running backs. Aaron Jones, and if you think... Antonio Gibson's too good to fail. Aaron Jones, Damian Harris, and Saquon Barkley, good running backs, have combined to average 25 rushing yards against the Saints. Mm. Antonio Gibson on the bench. J.D. McKissick, on the other hand, can get it done through the air. The Saints giving up receiving stat lines, has given up receiving stat lines of five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown to Saquon Barkley. Five catches, sixty-five yards to Christian McCaffrey. So I think I think JD McKissick's going to get you in that five and fifty range. Maybe ends up finding his way to the end zone. And with Antonio Gibson hobbled, McKissick likely get a, gets a few little extra running work here as well. So a B grade on JD McKissick. Let's go to the passing game. Taylor Heineke gets a C grade. He's uh, he's plucky. Now he goes up against a bizarrely inconsistent Saints secondary. The Saints handled Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones and gave up big games to Sam Darnold and allowed Daniel Jones to throw for 400 yards last week. So a little bit hard to know which version you're going to get. Fortunately, Heineke's kind of matchup proof. He scored multiple touchdowns in all three of his starts, and his scrambling ability gives Heineke a little bit extra cushion in there. So a C grade for Heineke, his best and top receiver, Terry McLaurin is an obvious A, totally matchup. Terry? I'm not worried about his uh, matchup anyway. Saints are allowing the six most yards to receivers. He's an A grade. Curtis Samuel comes in with a C grade. I think he gets an uptick in usage after running just 25 plays last week coming off IR. Somebody's got to run the Logan Thomas middle of the field routes. I think that's going to be Curtis Samuel in that game. He ran 54% of his snaps from the slot last week. And that'll put him up against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, a middle-of-the-pack corner who can be beaten. So we'll give a C-grade to Curtis Samuel in this game. Our final matchup, Tennessee taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know Julio Jones has been ruled out of this game. A.J. Brown's going to play in this game. But I still have to believe we're going to get a heavy dose of a potential fantasy aardvark you know it. In Derrick Henry. Here he is. Oh, you, uh, we messed uh, each other up. There we go. There we go. There's our fantasy <laughs> aardvark. That's him. Derrick Henry. He's the aardvark for sure. Uh, that That's two A's in aardvark, by the way. Double A It's a double A grade. Uh, A.J. Brown, we talked about that. He's a full participant in practice. He's going to return. Julio Jones will not play. Uh, Brown floats around a bit between the outside and the slot. If he's on the outside, he will likely line up with Jags top corner Shaq Griffin. Currently rated as Pro Football Focus's number 62 cornerback. If he rolls to the slot, he gets Trey Herndon, who's coming in in basically last place in Pro Football Focus. So Brown is an A-grade. Chester Rogers is even worth a dart throw, as he does almost all his work from the slot when he's on the field, so he Mm -hmm. gets Trey Herndon the most. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he gets an A-grade. Three straight quarterbacks to face the Jaguars have topped the 300-yard mark, and three of the four quarterbacks they've faced have thrown for multiple scores. Trevor Lawrence was my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. 
His receivers, LaVisca Chenault, he gets a B grade. He lines up in the slot 83% of the time. That's where he'll face Chris Jackson mostly, who's given up a passer rating of 104 on the season. So far, Christian Kirk, Freddie Swain, and Jamison Crowder have all Mm. scored from the slot against Tennessee so far this season. I like Chenault's chances to do the same. Marvin Jones, he even gets a C grade in this one. He'll go against Jack Rabbit Jenkins for the most part. He's cooked, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, allowing a passer rating of 107. If he moves over to the other side. Would you eat cooked Jack Rabbit? No. No? Uh, Probably not. Maybe Jack Rabbit Jerky. I don't know. Some jerky? Yeah. Okay. Uh, If he moves to the other side, he gets Christian Fulton. Can we call him? It's (laughs) Jack Jack Rabbit Rabbit Jenkins. Can we call him Jack Rabbit Jerky from now on? (laughs) Yeah, we can. All right. That's an officially dubbed (laughs) name change. (laughs) Christian Fulton allowed two touchdowns in his coverage so far, so Jones gets the C. Last guy, James Robinson, he gets a B grade, was on the field for almost every snap last week and has now commanded 21 and 20 touches in the last two weeks. The Titans have given up a touchdown to a running back in three straight games, including two to bell cow Chris Carson in week two. It's worth noting that no back has topped 65 yards on the ground this year. Against the Titans, though. Yeah. So the touchdowns will be there, but it's so easy to pass on the Titans that people don't usually run against them. Hmm. I like Trevor Lawrence and the running that we saw yeah. uh, last time we saw Trevor Lawrence. I have a Thursdays B grade ago. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's pretty you know, solid. If he, if I want them to keep running him. Designed runs, not scrambles. The designed runs we saw. He's not Lamar Jackson. What? But, he's, but he, he really is fleet of foot. And I think they can they can do some things with him on the ground. I want them to continue doing that. Quite feet. Um, Thursday, last Thursday night, we saw Robert Woods come back to prominence mm. in the Rams' offense. Brian, do you believe Robert Woods is back as a reliable starter now, or do you think that was just a one-game matchup fluke against a bad secondary? I believe he was finally invited to the breakfast table. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happened. That's what happened right there. Uh, no, he's. Not old enough to have fallen off the cliff like it. We had appeared. It appeared he had fallen off. Uh, no, he looked great. And uh, no, I'm. Uh, it's probably the window is slammed shut to buy him incredibly low. Robert Woods, that is. But uh, I'm still buying. I'm very bullish on Bobby Trees. He's coming back big. Yeah, I, I, I still like that whole passing offense. And there's just so many good receiving options, including Higby and Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson. That some some games, your favorite receiver is just not going to get the ball as much as you want. Fortunately, it just means Matthew Stafford is going to always be the best player. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah, right. He's, he's going to be super reliable that way. If you haven't yet checked out a guillotine league, you can still join a guillotine league almost every day at guillotineleagues.com. It's the freshest new way to play fantasy football. And while you're there, check out my free player rankings every week with explanations on all your favorite players. We help answer your bench star questions at guillotineleagues.com. Back for hour number two in moments. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. To Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchi, and my co hosts today are Brian Johnson from guillotineleagues.com and Matt Harrison, shockfantasy.com. Yes. This is a game we call Three Tough Questions. I will pepper my host with well, three tough questions, <laughs> and you will play it's not, along. Not just a clever name. No, it's, it's a very <laughs> literal name. We should probably come up with a, a more clever name for this bit that don't involve like hot questions. No, that's no. not, that's not particularly <laughs> clever at all. Tough question number one. Cordero Patterson has been found money. Are you selling high or are you holding tight, Matt? Um, Everyone is trying to sell high on Cordero Patterson right now, and I'm not sure that he's a guy that you can sell for a regular-priced starter right now. Uh, the Falcons' offense is a mess outside of him, basically. Every other Falcon has been a massive disappointment this season. Still... They're not going to double cover him out of the backfield and leave Calvin Ridley or Kyle Pitts open. So I would hold tight. He's going to be startable in several instances. And I have reason to believe that Colin McCockney is probably going to give him a very good grade this weekend against the Jets. All right. You may have already talked to Colin in the green room about this. Uh, Brian, Cordell Patterson, are you selling high or holding tight? One of the most fascinating storylines in the, the history of fantasy football unfolding before our eyes right now. And now you call them found money, which he is in um, you know standard leagues. But I, I think of like the big best ball tournaments on underdog, DraftKings, mm-hmm. you know, ones that wrapped up before the yeah. season started. He was undrafted in under 10% yeah. easily. And this guy is just killing it. But I don't know. Last week he played 30% of the snaps, saw 11 opportunities, scored three times. It's a little fluky. It's he's not going to get bell cow usage. I'm I'm going to try and sell high on CP 84 right now, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if he keeps it up. But I, I would go out, go shop, and see what I can get for him right now. Secretly, this is a Mike Davis question. Mm. Davis is not getting it done. I don't need to tell you guys that. Next gen stats has him with the league's worst rush yards over expectation. Care to guess how many rush, his average rushing yards on a given carry? Mm-hmm. Rushing yards over expectation. Would you care to guess? Over or under? No, I, 
<laughs> is it a negative number? Negative <laughs> 1.2 yards. He's under expectation. It's we that expect bad you to go Davis. four, That's and you're going, going 2.8. Exactly. Exactly. Mike Dave-ish. Yep. Uh, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith unleashing Cordero Patterson is both a receiver and a runner. He's running the ball better at four and a half yards per carry. That's almost a yard and a half better than Davis. He ranks, Patterson ranks as pro football focuses number two receiving running back in the league behind only Christian McCaffrey. Now, Patterson's never going to be a workhorse runner. Arthur Smith is not going to turn him into Derrick Henry, Mm -hmm. right? But why wouldn't he keep at least the current usage going and you know he's going to catch a bunch of passes. He'll chip in these extra rushing yards. And Mike Davis simply isn't requisite of getting workhorse numbers. So you know Patterson's going to keep getting this. Now, to Brian's point, it won't all turn into touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what's propelling him here with the five touchdowns so far. But still, these kind, this kind of found money doesn't come around often. And you may as well keep what you got. Tough question number two. Are you buying low on Allen Robinson? Or are you just glad you don't have him, Brian? The quarterbacking has been awful for A-Rob this year, between Dalton and Justin Fields getting his feet wet. But that's been the story for A-Rob's whole career. He's never had a good quarterback, so you can't really use that as an excuse. But you still sort of can. I'm buying low on Allen Robinson, one of the still one of the premier talents at wide receiver. He dropped a touchdown a few weeks ago that would have padded his numbers a little more. Mm-hmm. Only saw three targets from Fields last week, but he caught all three for 60-plus yards. So, yeah. Give him eight targets. That's over 100 yards. I don't know. There were some dots connected between Fields and A-Rob last week. I think that chemistry only grows. Fields certainly was looking Darnell Mooney's way a whole lot more, but Robinson is still the better talent. I think Fields will lean on him more and more each week uh, as his rookie season progresses. So So I am buying low on Allen Robinson. All right, Matt, are you buying low on Allen Robinson, or are you just glad you don't have him? I'm buying low as well. His target totals of four, six, and three in the games that Fields has played are kind of concerning compared to Darnell Mooney's eight, four, and seven targets. In the one game that Andy Dalton started and finished, Robinson had 11 targets, so obviously he felt a little more comfortable with Andy Dalton under was, center. Honestly, that was part of the reason I asked this question. Yeah. Um, the biggest concern, though, is the offensive line just being one of the worst in the in the league. But with those concerns, it comes a buying opportunity because the schedule is bad for the Bears over the next month. They have a couple of really, really good teams that are stoppers. But after their bye week, it's wide open, and Justin Fields might actually now have the confidence feel comfortable in the pocket, and I think that there's going to be a couple more buy-low opportunities for Allen Robinson, but it's a good time to do it. So, really, what you want to do is buy-low, but not yet later. I might I might wait a week or two and buy-low. <laughs> it might get worse. The correct answer is buy-low, although I do like what you're talking about with the schedule. Maybe I'll buy-low later, but we're going to buy-low Robinson mm-hmm. even now. He's in a contract year, let's remember, so he's highly motivated. Fields is going to get better in all probability, and I went back and watched all of Fields' passes a couple of days ago just to really get a better sense of of how he's looked as a as a bear. His downfield passing is so good. Oh man, it's it's uncanny for a kid with this little experience to be nailing his 30 and 40 and 50 yard passes. Very promising. And if you can unlock downfield passing, that can be huge for Robinson, who's been in this like middling. 9-10 yard range for average target distance, which is like right in the middle of the field. If you can get if you can get 
Robinson downfield more often and open and have a guy who can deliver him the ball, there could be some scary things there. And let's remember, Allen Robinson's really good. Nobody's even mentioned that yet. He gets separation. He has elite hands, the footwork, the contested catches. We're going to buy low on Allen Robinson. Tough question number three. What is the appropriate level of concern for Miles Sanders owners? None. Some. Or a bowel-loosening level of existential dread. Matt, we begin with you. It's blowed. Blowed. We're Uh, blowed. (laughs) It's uh, new coaching staff in Philly. They have no particular loyalty to Sanders. It's starting to show with the emergence of Kenny Gainwell. Gainwell hasn't taken over on the touch totals, uh, but they've essentially split those over the last two games. But he's looked like the more dynamic uh, back, especially as a pass catcher. Gainwell's also got two touchdowns to Sanders' big fat zero on the season. At the minimum, this seems like a split backfield. If you want to get more dramatic, Hertz is probably stealing some rushing touches as well, so mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with Miles Sanders right now. Brian, what is the appropriate level of panic for Miles Sanders' owners? None, yeah, you- some, or blowed? you got to be full-on blowed uh, if you're a— the manager of Miles Sanders, especially based on the preseason ADP. Mm-hmm. I will take this opportunity. I don't have much to add on top of what Matt said, other than I deserve a peacock for Kenneth Gainwell, my last sleeper of the preseason. So you're very welcome if you went out and grabbed mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell. But yeah, full on blowed for Miles Sanders. By the way, Kenneth Gainwell leads the Eagles in red zone targets among all wide receivers, tight ends, Everybody. everything. It's Kenneth Including Gainwell. Including the tight ends. Yeah. It says a lot in that offense. Incredible. Uh, the correct answer is a bowel-loosening level of existential dread. Uh, because he's an elite blocker, Miles Sanders is in the game a lot. And if you look at his snap counts, are really high. But he's coming off games of two carries and seven carries. That's all they're asking him to do. So he's a fullback now? <laughs> uh, we talked about the yards over expectation and how... Mike Davis was actually yards under expectation. You know who else is yards under expectation? Miles Sanders. Half a yard under expectation. New coaching staffs have very little allegiance to the guys who are already there and a lot of allegiance to the guys they just drafted that they've got their own fingerprints on, and that's Kenneth Gainwell, who grades out better than Miles Sanders in many respects by Pro Football Focus. I think if you're a Miles Sanders owner... We're, out, we're to the point now where how, how do you start him? And probably not this week. Let's find out yeah, right let's now, let's talk Brian. about it right now. The Eagles take on the Carolina Panthers. This was a great run defense for three weeks, and then they got shredded by Zeke. What do you make of this matchup for the running backs for the Eagles? Yeah, the Panthers just – I'm sorry, the Cowboys just ran through the Panthers like you said, but I don't like the prospects for the Eagles' backs. I got Sanders on the bench and a, mm. a, a C for Kenneth Gainwell, who's the uh, – premier pass catching back on the team and the preferred option in the red zone for, for Jalen Hurts among all players. Lots of issues on the O-line for uh, Philly. Right tackle Lane Johnson has been ruled out. They're already down their starting left guard and starting right guard. I think starting left tackle Jordan Mulata will play. Yeah, but, he's, he's going to play. Lane Johnson will not play. Just too many issues. And after Sanders' game last week, I don't know how you could trust him in your starting lineup. He's on the bench. And uh, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, a C in PPR, but in standard, uh, he'd be on the bench for me as well. Uh, Dallas Goddard not on the bench, though. I'm going to give him a B. The Cowboys tight ends just exposed Carolina for seven catches, 76 yards, and two touchdowns last week. It's certainly feasible that Goddard can produce here, and so could Zach Ertz. I'm going to give him a C just because he's uh, still alive 
and plays tight end. <laughs> uh, Devontae Smith, I like him this week. Some people don't, but I do. I'm giving him a B. Uh, Smith is top 10 in air yards among all players. Yeah, they caught, throw to him deep all the time. Uh, caught seven of 10 targets last week. The Panthers have allowed five wide receiver touchdowns in four games. And clear-cut opposing number one wide receivers who are like the only option on yeah. the team, like Corey Davis and Brandon Cooks. Both had big days against Carolina, so I think Devontae Smith has that uh, opportunity. Now, Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins, one of them is likely to score here. Like I said, Carolina (laughs) has allowed five wide receiver Mm -hmm. touchdowns over the last four games. Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson both scored for um, Dallas last week, but I just don't know who it's going to be between Rager and Watkins, so I got... Got them both on the bench this right. week. Well, those are outside receivers, so maybe it's uh, more of a Rager game. You know, the problem with Watkins is it's like three targets a game. Yeah. So, you know, if he doesn't come up big, you get nothing. They're both daily darts for me. I can't trust either in seasonal formats, so they're both on the bench. I do trust Jalen Hurts, though, still going to give him a B. The Panthers have faced garbage quarterbacks this year outside of Dak Prescott, who threw for four touchdowns on just 22 pass attempts last year. And Dak also ran for 35 yards. He's mm. not really considered as mobile as he Used well, to no, be, he's, not, be. he's not as mobile as he used to be. And speaking of mobile uh, mobile quarterbacks, Hurts is the only true mobile quarterback the Panthers have faced since the start of last year, and that's only outside of Kyler Murray, who they played last season. He ran for 78 yards. Hurts' rushing floor just makes him so safe mm-hmm. with massive upside, so an easy B for Jalen Hurts. And staying on the rushing quarterbacks tip, Yes, going over to the Carolina side, who they Sam guess? Darnold. Are you referring to the Sam Darnold who leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns? Yes, not leads the NFL quarterbacks, but leads Uh, all NFL players in rushing uh, touchdowns, like you said, with five. A big old B for Sam. The the rushing has obviously helped him attain the status of fantasy football's number two scoring quarterback, but he could keep on piling up the points against Philly, who has allowed eight passing touchdowns over the last two weeks. A B for Darnold uh, with A upside. And uh, speaking of A upside, DJ Moore, easy A for him, averaging nearly 11 targets, eight catches, and 100 yards per game. He's also scored three times already, just four touchdowns last year. Has three touchdowns already this year. He's not Tyree Kill just yet, but we all (laughs) saw a Tyree Kill did to Philly last week. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns, 180-plus yards. Just give DJ Moore half of that, and we'll be happy, and he'll live up to that A grade. And Robbie Anderson, not getting an A, not getting a B, but I am going to give him a C. Just 10 catches all season, but half of them came last week. So that's encouraging. Yeah, Saw 11 targets. It's a decent matchup. I'm not giving up on Robbie Anderson just yet. A C for him. Sadly, we cannot talk about Dan Arnold at tight end. I'm not going to talk about Tommy Tremble either. So no. I got the tight ends on the bench for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey... Downgraded to doubtful on Friday. Thankfully, I don't think they needed him to play this week, so I'll give Chuba Hubbard the C. I'm going to quote Guillotine League's writer Brian Jurchison. Yes. I got it right this time. Eagles are quite friendly to running backs, allowing the fifth most rushing yards and ninth most touchdowns, resulting in PFF's 30th-ranked run defense. This has become especially true after the injury to safety Kayvon Wallace early in Week 3. In those nearly two games since, the defense has surrendered three rushing scores. The Eagles' defense, that is. A B yeah. for Chuba Hubbard. All right. Outstanding. Hey, Sam Darnold's new name, Sam Newton? Hmm. Uh, I mean, he's a Russian quarterback. Yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I want to believe those two have very little in common. Oh, really? When we come back, it feels like it's start all your Patriots against the Houston Texans. But I'm going to give you four reasons to think twice when we return to Fantasy Football Weekly. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson and Matt Harrison with you. The New England Patriots travel to Houston. And at the beginning of the week when I started working on this matchup, it was start everybody. And then as the week went on, like, oh boy, Trent Brown, offensive lineman. Trent Brown out. Shaq Mason out. Isaiah Wynn and Mike Onwenu, COVID. Now, there's a, still a slim chance that Win or Enowu could get the second negative that they need before game time. But right now, it appears that they will not play. And the Patriots will have one starting offensive lineman in the game. So I'm kind of down on everybody, even in a positive matchup. Let's start with Damian Harris, who I was very excited for a big bounce back performance after a couple of very difficult matchups. Texans allowing the fifth most rushing yards per game, five yards per carry. And Harris has been getting plenty of workload. You know, he's not involved in the passing game, but you knew that when you drafted him. Not a big deal that way. I liked him, but now I can only give him a C grade based on him missing four of his offensive linemen. Let's go to the passing side of it. Mac Jones gets a C grade. He's coming off his best game. Now he gets his easiest defense of the entire year, Houston. Texans have allowed 300 passing yards and or multiple touchdowns to every opposing running back. Mac Jones's receivers have plus matchups. I'll talk about them in a minute. Houston opponents generally get ahead early and run the ball. So I don't think Mac Jones is going to like fill your box score, but as a second quarterback, you could probably do worse than Mac Jones who should find his way to an okay game here. C grade on Mac Jones, C grade on Jacoby Myers. 
lots of targets. He's getting 10 per game. He's the clear number one receiver for the Patriots. Back-to-back strong PPR games for him as well. He just hasn't found the end zone yet. Ever. Or ever. Does it really career? He's never. Oh, I did not know that. He's never found the career. Opposing top receivers, though. In fact, I'm going to call it right here. Opposing top receivers are the ones who post the big games against Houston. Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Marvin Jones, all big games against Houston. I've only got a C grade, so I can't really give him the touchdown now. Uh, but I, it would not surprise me if he has it. And again, if the four linemen were there, it would be a totally different story. But I'm very worried about that. Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, I originally had C grades on, but I got to put them on the bench because they're going to have to stay back and block now. I'll mention, though, Houston's allowing the fourth most tight end yards and the second most tight end touchdowns. Mm. So the opportunity is still juicy for those guys. But I'm just worried they're going to be blocking in this game. At least they'll be on the field a lot. There's that. So the opportunities might be there. Uh, All right, let's go to the Houston side where there's only one player you care about, and that's Brandon Cooks. Davis Mills totally unraveled last week. Brutal game. Cooks finally had the bad game that went with it, and I can't tell you that Davis Mills is going to be any better against Bill Belichick than he was last week. (sighs) So do you start Cooks? Well, throughout his entire career, Cooks has found ways to good box scores no matter what team he's playing for, because he's now on his fourth team. No matter who the quarterback is, he's had a dozen different quarterbacks. No matter what the defense is, more often than not, Brandon Cooks finds his way to a decent box score. So I'm keeping a C grade on Brandon Cooks, but that's it. And you're not starting anybody else. The running backs are all out. Johnson, David Johnson's the only one you can even consider starting in an ugly timeshare. But New England's not a bad run defense anyway, so why would you? And Alvin Kamara needed 24 carries to get to just 89 yards against the Patriots, and nobody in this group is going to get anywhere near 24 carries in this game. So none of them. We're not going to start any of those. Now the moment many of you have been waiting for. Oh, should I go get him? Will you go get Uh, Colin McCockney, our London correspondent, out of the green room? Now, Colin, as many of you know from years past, joins this show uh, when there are London games and will help break down the Oi! matchup from He's a there. London, He's London there. perspective. He's there. Colin McCockney. Colin. All right. Colin. Do, do I have to uh, Hello, governors. translate for this? You are the official Colin McCockney right. translator. I'll, I'll try my best. Oi, I'm back in the old U.S. of uh, Can you Adam and Eve it, Chachian? A pair of yield dookies battling the smoke on day's dawning. Let's take a butcher's hook at May West. He just said a pair of number twos face off at quarterback in London on Sunday morning. I think he's talking about the jersey number and not calling not, them not telling pieces, them poop. Of, pieces of poop. <laughs> okay, uh, good. So here are Collins' favorite players. Die! Scraps Wilson was Chachian's basin of gravy. Look at his barnet fair. Uh, Zach Wilson was charged take a chance on me quarterback. He has nice also hair. Also known as my basin of gravy. Yeah, I don't know who, who they both have nice <laughs> hair. Zach Wilson and Paul Chargian. I don't know which one uh, McCockney was talking about there, but both. Oi! Mikey Carter was Arison's penny come quick. Let's raise a pimple and blotch. Carter was Matt's uh, take a chance on me running back. Uh, he also said something about drinking scotch there. <laughs> Which I need right now, badly. <laughs> oh, Corey and Crowder, they full of honey. Take it to the rattle and clank. Fabio Moron will tic-tac Davis. He's weeping and wailing to 134. 
Davis and Crowder both getting B grades from Colin. Davis gets Fabian Moreau on the outside, who's allowing a passer rating of 134 in his coverage. Crowder gets the sugar basin, TJ Mean. He's scotch mist because he's about to be short a sheet. <laughs> Crowder gets uh, TJ Green in the slot, who's allowed an 82% catch rate, two scores, and a rating of 147 in his coverage. Oi! A Falcon's beak is once a week. So let's get a lump of ice on Maddie Vincent Price. Near and far, he's a la mode. 275 and 3 for ya. Matt Ryan gets a C, averaging 275 yards and almost three scores per game over the last three weeks. How, Oy! Many, how many stone is 275? <laughs> Colin, can you help me with that? No. Okay. Jets defense is no give and take, especially over the fisherman's daughter. The Jets are strangely kind of a good pass defense. They've only allowed two passing touchdowns on the season and are giving up 249 passing yards per game. Uh, plus, Matt Ryan's top two wide receivers are out, not including Kyle Pitts, of course. Calvin Ridley. He did not pat his crowd his space. Neither did Russie Gage. They will play in East Cuts and Scratches. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage did not make the trip to London. That means Olamide, Zacchaeus, and Tajay Sharp are the next wide receivers on the depth chart. But it's probably Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts actually manning those positions. Oi, Coyle Pitts gets a housemaid's knee. He gets the Bonnie Rubble from Kata and Owl. McCockney gives Pitts a C grade here. Bryce Hall and the other Michael Carter have actually been above average at the cornerback position, Carter lines up in the slot and may chip in on Pitts. Still, they've been double teaming uh, Pitts a lot already this season. And with Ridley out, I would imagine, or McCockney would imagine, they triple team Kyle Pitts. Now, that's that doesn't seem like what you said at all. I mean, Brian just said a lot of words, and Colin, you didn't say that much. Hi. Sadly, I understand this guy. Okay. Airy Dash Patterson is a hay bale. The aeroplanes have offered Jack's alive touchies to other runners. Ye old tenny mates went 10 and 4 for 90 in air last bubble and squeak. Uh, A grade for Cordero <laughs> Patterson. The Jets have allowed five rushing touchdowns to the position this year. And the Titans running backs combined for 10 catches and 94 total yards through the air last week against New York. Even Mikey Avis gets light and dark. He gets 15 touches or a game. Mike Davis even gets a B. He's still getting around 15 touches per game. That's it. Back to Richmond, you dustbin lids. Right, I'm calling your Uber right now. <laughs> to the airport you go. Can you actually Uber all the way across He's the Atlantic? And then, Bye, Colin. Where? Colin. Uh, Colin. Does that? I don't know that song. Is that the, the Ted Lasso song right there? Is that the, the fight song from Ted Lasso? Oh, my gosh. I just saw that guy in the hallway. He yeah. was out of control. Yeah, that's Colin McCockney he right there. He smells weird, too. Well, he is British. By the way, if you want to order a Colin McCockney shirt, they're really? available <laughs> at shockfantasy.com in the shop. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't have a Colin McCockney shirt. You should probably I get one. I think I just earned one. So did our <laughs> listeners. Cleveland takes on the Los Angeles Chargers, Brian. The Chargers' pass defense has become very good, and we know that Baker Mayfield is nursing a shoulder injury. So what do you do with that passing game? 
Uh, you pretty much avoid it for the most part. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about the running backs first for Cleveland because that's where this uh, this game is going to focus around for the Browns. Nick Chubb can give him an A. Got vultured by uh, Kareem Hunt at the goal line last week, but Chubb has seen the third most red zone carries in the league so far. The Chargers are allowing the fourth most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs over 114 yards per game. So continue to plug Chubb into your lineup with confidence. Going to give him an A here. And Kareem Hunt gets a B, basically playing half the snaps, uh, if not more, at running back for Cleveland. He's also the preferred pass catcher, unless it's Demetric Felton. Go away, uh, Demetric Felton. Yeah, exactly. He's the worst. Uh, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony <laughs> Pollard worst. both produced against the Chargers uh, recently. Chubb and Hunt can easily do the same. So I got a B on Kareem Hunt. And the only uh, starting grade for the pass catcher on the Browns goes to Odell Beckham Jr. to give him a C. I give him an A for effort against the Vikings last week. He looked great uh, running know. routes. Baker could not, could not find him. Yeah, missed him on at least two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So uh, a brutal outing for Beckham. And uh, I got chopped in my guillotine league because Baker missed him. I just need to connect on either of the touchdowns, but the wide open streaking to the end zone for 60-yard touchdown would have been nice. Sure would have. He says bitterly. <laughs> uh, hopefully Baker can, Baker can be a little more accurate this week, but it's a brutal, brutal matchup for Beckham. Uh, the Chargers have surrendered the second fewest PPR points to wide receivers. L.A. will surely focus on Beckham, who is basically Cleveland's only wide receiver right now. Uh, Chris Harris and Asante Samuel Jr. are legit cornerbacks for the Chargers. So just a C for Beckham. And I've got every other wide receiver on the bench for the Browns. I'm also benching Austin Hooper because David and Joku should play. There are too many mouths to feed at tight end. And without a doubt, Baker Mayfield is on the bench. The Chargers held down the likes of Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. Baker is not nearly as good as those guys. So an easy bench for Baker over to the Chargers side. Uh, Austin Eckler looked awesome last week, but just a B for him in a a very tough matchup against Cleveland. The Browns are allowing the fifth fewest rushing yards and receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. No back has topped 43 rushing yards or caught more than three passes against Cleveland. And the only touchdown they've surrendered to the position went to Phillip Lindsay in garbage time. So just a B for Austin Eckler and just a B for Keenan Allen, who will primarily face off with Troy Hill in the slot. Uh, Hill has yet to allow a touchdown or more than 50 yards in his coverage this year, but you can never sit a healthy Keenan Allen. He gets a safe B from me. Uh, Mike Williams has also looked pretty good outside of last week, but just a C in this one. The Browns will be without starting corner Greg Newsom too. I always like when guys go with the two instead of the junior. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the, Roman the second. Numeral. It's not two. It's the second. It's You're Greg. It's, it's, Noom- it's actually do part do part do French heart, heart shot uh, hot zwei sh- hot, hot shot hot shots part do anyway. Yeah. Uh, Greg Newsom. The second will be out, but Greedy Williams has looked good in a reserve role at corner. So don't get too greedy with this, Williams. Mike, the Browns are only allowing 11 (laughs) catches and 150 yards per game. Somehow you're worse than college. That was so bad. (laughs) But anyway. uh, You should feel shame right now. (laughs) Speaking of bad, uh, has been opposing tight ends against the Browns this year outside of Travis Kelsey, who torched Cleveland in week one. Since then, opposing tight ends are averaging 16 yards per game over the last three weeks against Cleveland with no touchdowns. So I have Jared Cook on the bench, especially with Donald Parham stealing touchdowns from Jared Cook recently. So Cook is on the bench, but Justin Herbert, the air bear, giving him a B. Not an ideal matchup at all, but just hoping talent wins over here. There he is. Air Bear has thrown for over 300 yards and or multiple touchdowns in every game this year. 
going back to last year. He's done that in 16 of his mm. last 18 games. Miles Garrett might sit for the Browns, but probably not. But if he does, I'm bumping up Air Bear to, a, an, to a. an A. But he's just a, a B, a very a little tepid on the B grade. Okay. Temper your expectations for Air Bear, unless Garrett sits. Then I like him a lot more. Chicago takes on the Las Vegas Raiders. I already gave you Damian Williams as my take a chance of me runner for the week. Let's talk about the passing game. Justin Fields is a tricky, tricky guy to figure out for this one. Raiders pass defense has been shockingly good this year. And I don't think Justin Fields in his third, third ever start is going to crack that trend. Chicago has one of the worst offensive lines and they were able to hide that last week because the Lions don't generate any pressure. But here comes the Raiders ranked number one in pass rush by Pro Football Focus. I'm worried Justin Fields is going to be under great duress for a lot of this game. And if he doesn't have time to set up the deep passing, I don't like Justin Fields as much. What I love about Fields is the downfield passing. The other part I don't like is they only gave him 17 pass attempts in the game last week. So they sheltered him a ton only 17 against the Lions. Against the which, Lions. Which, use that as your your right. proving ground right there, yeah, right? Well, you would think so. Um, overall, the passing still pretty inconsistent here. And the other thing that bugs me, they're not giving Fields any designed runs either. You know, he's super athletic. You'd think you would give him some design runs. They haven't done that. Um, it, working in his favor, Las Vegas' third and fourth cornerbacks, Damon Arnett and Trayvon Mullins, are going to miss this game. So I like that, but I can I I blend that all together into a C grade for Justin Fields. I'm nervous, and I think there's a high level of of possible outcomes here, including some bad ones. So I alluded to this earlier, but their schedule's bad for the next month. It's the Raiders, then the Packers, then the Bucks, then the Niners. By then, Matt Nagy is fired, <laughs> and and then maybe. and then Justin Fields can cut loose. Well, Bill Lazor's calling the plays, which helps, but <laughs> yeah, maybe that helps. You know, Packers will be without J.R. Alexander for that That's game, true. probably. The Bucks secondary is a disaster. Nobody even tries to run on them. Those might end up being plus games for Justin Fields down the road. Uh, let's talk about his receivers. Darnell Mooney had three awesome plays last week. In two of the three cases, totally broken coverage by the Lions, and he was wide open. In the other one, beautiful downfield pass. About 45 yards downfield, that was perfect. So, when I look at Mooney this week, the coverage is going to be better because the, the Vegas secondary is better. And check out this specific matchup. The Raiders have got this rookie cornerback named Nate Hobbs, who's been shockingly good. Hobbs is giving up just 21 scoreless yards per game, and he lines up against the fast guy on the other team because he ran he ran a 4-3-9 40-yard dash at the combine, and so that'll be Mooney. And so I've only got the C grade on Mooney in this one because I'm worried about that matchup with Nate Hobbs. For Allen Robinson... He did show some signs of life with Justin Fields under center. He caught all three of his targets, but he turned it into 63 yards, which was good. Um, I believe Robinson will get most of his work, unfortunately, against Casey Hayward, who ranks number one among all cornerbacks in coverage by Pro Football Focus. He's giving up just 26 yards in his coverage per game. No, sorry. On the year, he's given up mm. 26 yards. It's much worse. Coverage. So, Allen Robinson, just the C grade in this one as well. Let's go over to Las Vegas. 
Darren Waller, obvious A, but let's go to Derek Carr, who's also an A here. I think it's got kind of, we've gotten to the point where where Derek Carr, we can just say obvious A and just move on. What? No. He leads the NFL in passing yards. I mean, we're getting pretty close to that time. Cornerback Jalen Johnson's great, but everybody else in the Bears secondary is struggling badly. They've given up multiple touchdown passes in three or four games. Derek Carr is an A grade. Hunter Renfro is a B grade. He's the most reliable receiver on the team that has the most passing yards. He lines up in the slot. That puts him up against Duke Shelley or Marquis Christian, who have been a combined disaster, allowing an 84% completion rate and over 70 yards in their coverage in three of four games. I like that they're a combined, like a team disaster. Yeah, I, well, that's because they've <laughs> alternated in the slot, trying to find somebody who's quasi-competent. Also B-grades for Ruggs and Edwards. The Bears' secondary has given up the second-most scores, the seventh-most yards per game to receivers. Ruggs and Edwards both run from the, uh, the outsides of the field. When they line up on the left, they get the brutal matchup with Jalen Johnson, who I mentioned earlier. When they run up on the right, you get the exact opposite, Kendall Vildor. It's easy to get a read on Kendall Vildor. He gives up a passer rating of 156 in his coverage. That is almost perfect. Ruggs and Edwards run from the slot a lot as well. That can be a point of emphasis for them as well. So all around, I like all of the receivers. Long short of it, all be greats. Josh Jacobs had a dud game in his return last week, um, but I like the five catches that he had. Peyton Barber's hurt. Kenyon Drake's awful. The Bears are allowing the ninth most rushing attempts to opposing backs, and every opposing starter has had at least 66 rushing yards. So I think Josh Jacobs actually has got a nice floor in this one, and he'll probably get to the 66 yards on a bunch of carries. So we've got a B grade on Josh Jacobs as well. Gross. When we come back, premature speculation will tell you to jump in that time machine. Who do you want to pick up this week that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week? Find out when we come back to the final segment of Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Matt Harrison and Brian Johnson with you. This is a segment we like to call Premature Speculation. Players you want to pick up this week that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week. Matt Harrison, who you got? I got Jeff Wilson Jr., and this one might be really premature. He had meniscus surgery earlier this offseason and was on a four- to six-month recovery projection, and we're in month five right now. Mm -hmm. And what we know about his running back position, Kyle Wanahan hates all of his team. He hates Trey Sermon. He hates everybody on that team. So Wilson's going to be back in. He averaged 74 rushing yards and a score per game in games where he got 10 touches last year. Brian, your premature speculation player. Go grab Deshaun Watson. Uh, Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans, has kind of reopened talks, rumors, saying that Watson Mm -hmm. could be traded. We'll know by November 2nd, so you don't have to hold on to him all year. Go grab him now. See if he gets moved in the next week or two. There's a chance. Uh, Jarvis Landry is going to come off the injury list or is eligible to come off next week, and no Cleveland receiver has stepped up at all in his place. It's OBJ and nothing, basically. Landry walks right back in to be a major factor in the Cleveland passing game. Let's go back to the matchup. San Francisco takes on the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start with the running game, which you just alluded to, Matt. Mm -hmm. Elijah Mitchell completely off the injury list. That's going to muddy this backfield. Yeah, I had Trey Sermon initially as a B when I thought Elijah wasn't going to go. Now I have them both on the bench because we don't know how this is going to carry out with both of these guys active. The Cards have allowed over 110 combo yards to each of the last three runners that they faced, but it was the top three runners, and we don't know who the top is, so I'm going to have both on the bench this week. Trey Lance, he's getting a C grade with Jimmy G out. Completed half of his passes in relief of Jimmy G last week. That wasn't great, but he did have two scores and added 41 yards on the ground. The Cardinals are an offense that you have to chase, and they have allowed 17 rushing yards to each of the quarterbacks they faced this year, none of which are noted speedsters, so Lance is a C. Debo Samuel is the only wide receiver you can start. He gets a B. They move him around quite a bit. And the Niners may want to attack right cornerback Marco Wilson, who's allowing a passer rating of 139 this season and has already surrendered three touchdowns. George Kittle, can't start him. Downgraded to doubtful with the calf injury. Yeah, sad. They have a bye next week, so they're going to actually sit him. Yeah. Uh, On the other side, Kyler gets an A. Hopkins gets an A. Uh, A.J. Green usually lines up on the right side of the field and faces Drake Kirkpatrick, who usually patrols that side of the field. He held Tyler Lockett in check last week, so I'll put Green on the bench. Kirk usually mans the slot where he'll go against Dante Johnson, who's allowing a passer rating of 130 in his coverage. He let Freddie Swain score last week, so Kirk gets a B. Rondell Moore is only on the field for a third of his snaps, so he's on the bench. So is Max Williams. Uh, The runners, Chase Edmonds and James Conner, giving them both a C grade in this one. Evans is leading the snap share about 60-40 over Conner. Conner's leading in touchdowns and rushing attempts inside the 10. He scored four times this year. The Niners are allowing 135 combo yards and a score per game to opposing runners. My guess is that about 90 of that goes to Edmonds, while the touchdown goes to Connor. That's C grades for both of them. Yeah, watch Chase Edmonds up to game time. He's got a shoulder injury. He's a game time decision. That would bump Connor up to a B. Yeah, that would would be handy. 
Brian, Buffalo takes on Kansas City. This Kansas City defense might be the league's worst defense. Yeah, and they'll be uh, without Chris Jones. It's looking like uh, mm-hmm. their they're, they're, they're top defensive uh, lineman. Uh, but we'll start with the running backs for Buffalo and our boy, Zach Moss, who yeah. gets a B. The Chiefs are allowing 145 combo yards and one and a half touchdowns per game to running backs. Uh, Moss has essentially taken over for Devin Singletary, out snapping him in back-to-back weeks. So a B for Moss and uh, Singletary is on the bench. Uh, Stephon Diggs not on the bench. Of course, he gets an A. Kansas City has surrendered big games to Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Devonta Smith, and Marquise Brown. Diggs is due to go off here, so he gets an A. Uh, Cole Beasley, unlikely to go off, but he does get a safe B, especially in PPR. Uh, He wasn't needed much against the Texans last week, but Beasley was certainly needed when these teams met in the playoffs last year. Beasley saw nine targets and caught seven of them for 88 yards. Kind of feels Mm. like a box score he can put together in this game. And Emmanuel Sanders, going to give him a C. Five catches in back-to-back games. This should be a shootout. Uh, he will produce in this one, so I got a C on Manny Sanders. And Dawson Knox, though, a B for him. The Chiefs have allowed the third most receptions and the most yards to the tight end position, and Knox has been on a rampage lately, tied with uh, Stefan Diggs for the team lead in red zone targets and has scored in back-to-back games. So love Dawson Knox this week with a B. And you got to love Josh Allen, enough to give him the... Fantasy Fonzie. The Fantasy Fonzie got his own button on the bar. <laughs> uh, every opposing quarterback has scored multiple touchdowns against the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson just ran over Kansas City for 107 yards uh, a few weeks ago. So, again, the Fantasy Fonzie for Josh Allen, A. An A for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to go into that too much. You're starting Patrick Mahomes against anybody, basically. An A for him. An A for Travis Kelsey, even though Buffalo tight end Buffalo has been tough against tight ends, allowing just over 35 yards per game to the position. But Logan Thomas had a good game with 40-plus yards and a touchdown. So I like Travis Kelsey enough to give him an A. But just a B for Tyreek Hill. The Bills have held the likes of Terry McLaurin and Brandon Cooks in check. Uh, Hill and the Chiefs offense is next level compared to those guys. But Tredavious was. Might, might shadow Hill a ton here unless they move Hill to the slot, which they might. But uh, I'm, I'm tepid on Hill here, so just a B for him. And wide receiver, too, such a dart throw for the Chiefs. No, a game I do not Josh want Gordon, to play. do not do and, it. Yeah, they're on the bench this week. And CEH, Clyde, Edward, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, almost on the bench, but to give him a C here, uh, despite the Bills allowing the fourth fewest rushing yards and eighth fewest receiving yards to opposing running backs, over 20% of all the production they've given to running backs came on that one play from Antonio Gibson's 73-yard catch and run, but CEH has kind of revived himself in Kansas City's offense, so I'll give him a C in the shootout. Ever since I named him Clyde Edwards' despair, he's been good. Let's go to Indianapolis taking a Baltimore on Monday night. Jonathan Taylor with a B grade. Ravens allowing the eighth fewest rushing yards per game to opposing running backs while not allowing any back to top 56 rushing yards, which is a bummer. Taylor has a league-leading 19 red zone rushing attempts, which I like, and the Ravens have already allowed five red zone touchdowns to opposing runners. So we'll hope for the touchdown for Taylor with a B grade. Carson Wentz gets a C grade. Calais Campbell and rookie Odafe Owehi is are generating a ton of pressure. And I'm worried about Wentz's protection behind that leaky offensive line. And the only good news here is, is that Wentz likes his tight ends, and the Ravens have given up the most catches and the second most yards to tight ends. And that means Mo Ali Cox gets a C as here. We're not just chasing next week. You know, that is an opportunity. Big game last week. He could do it again here. Michael Pittman. Over the last three games, Pittman is averaging 10 targets per game. 
Baltimore's secondary has been very good in back-to-back games, but that was against Detroit and the Drew Locke-led Broncos, so there's still an opportunity for Pittman, and he gets a C grade. Also, watch Naheem Hines, a game-time decision here, but if he goes, he's startable because the Ravens have given up the fourth-most receiving yards to running backs and could help you there. On the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson is an A grade here, as Indy may be without four defensive starters The Colts have allowed multiple passing touchdowns in every game, including to the notoriously inept Jacoby Brissett last week. So he's an A grade. So is Marquise Brown. A ridiculous nine scores in his last 10 games. And here's Indianapolis, a secondary that's been tagged for a league-high eight receiver scores already. So a touchdown feels like a lock for Marquise Brown. We'll go to Mark Andrews next. Opposing tight ends have only totaled 18 targets against the Colts. But the comparable Mike Gusecki just burned Indy for five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. And sticking with the receivers, Sammy Watkins with a C grade. He remains on the field a ton. He's led all Baltimore receivers in snap count almost every game. And this is a promising matchup against an injured secondary that's allowed the most wide receiver touchdowns, as I mentioned before. So we'll give a C grade to Sammy Watkins here. We're going to watch Rashad Bateman and see if he plays in this game and how much. The running game for Baltimore is just... Gross. Yeah, I assume Tyson Williams is going to be deactivated again, and it appears Latavius Murray is going to be the apparent workhorse. They put Le'Veon Bell back on the practice squad. The Colts shut down the meager Miami backfield last week, but the other three starters they faced, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, Daryl Henderson, averaged 114 total yards per game. And if Murray's going to get the majority of the work, well, there's your angle. That's why we'll put a starting grade, a C grade on Latavius Murray in this game. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you haven't had a chance to check out guillotineleagues.com, we encourage you to try out the freshest new format in fantasy sports. New leagues forming all the time at guillotineleagues.com and all of my player rankings available for free as well. Matt, Brian, great job today. Brett, thank you for your help as well. Colin McCockney with a big assist this week. Man, that guy. As well. We'll talk to you in one week's time, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.